Alright, we record now. Make sure I hit the button right. Yeah, I guess we did. <laughs> I don't pay attention to shit. Alright, so let's talk about butts and earwax. <laughs> Katie's like, what did I get well, myself into? Good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> I'm out. That's all I got. Welcome to Don't Feed After Midnight. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. And we're joined today with my cousin, Casey Pierce. And I'm going to milk that shit. Yes, you are. <laughs> so it's my cousin. You're riding my coattails. You brought all my money. All my tree fitting. I want your kitty cats. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> Play with that cat. The cat's mine. No. No, your cat's crazy as shit. He's licking his junk in your little your, your oh, pyramid of meth. Oh, my pyramid? <laughs> cleaning his ween? While trying to meditate? <laughs> she sent me the Snapchat. It's like, the, the, it was a Snapchat. I think it's, yeah, whatever it was. You're like sitting there trying to meditate, and this cat's like... Yeah, licking straight in the air, man. It's like, really? But Ripley, the little girl, she's the little calico. Yeah. She does it right in front of the window. <laughs> like, she's so telling the world to lick it. <laughs> That's like, my girl. Look no at me. shame. Suck it up. Casey came in wearing a... A Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hat and a freaking Mothra sweatshirt. That's it's how so it's quarantine. It's so That's fun. how you do it? <laughs> it's quarantine. That's how you do it. That's so bad. Everybody's quarantined. Everybody's freaking out. Yeah, Almost dude. I was in bed with York peppermint patties, like not coming out from the sheets. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm not getting sick. That's worth it. Self-medicating. <laughs> Self-medicating. I got a huge liquor cabinet full of shit. That's my medication. I actually posted some uh, uh, Nana Visitor from uh, Star Trek DS9 made some posts. Everybody be safe, whatever. And I'm like, I got my medicine cabinet. I sent her a screenshot of my, uh, or a picture of my liquor cabinet. And she like liked it right away. And all these people are like, that's brilliant. I'm coming Seriously? to your house. <laughs> what the world needs now is whiskey. Oh, that's what yeah. your forefathers mm-hmm. would tell you. <laughs> 100%. More whiskey. Michael still works where I used to work, and Michael's off work for like a month. I'm off for a month guaranteed. Uh, I don't know what's be- what's not guaranteed that I'm probably going to be <laughs> off after that. But Are you are you getting uh, unemployment for this? Um, not through the government. No. Really? Because no. they just opened up that surplus. Because well, uh, my friend who does hair, she, they said uh, if we have to force close, you will get uh, unemployment. Oh. But it's only like three, four to one a week. Thank God that I mean it's better than nothing. But oh, yeah. her, uh, the owners of the salon are, are well off. They said we will supplement income further. If yeah, I'm getting supplemented. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah, and he's only got three people in the. This <laughs> is one guy three quit. People, three employees since, now. That's a since I left. It's awesome that he quit. I, oh yeah, it's true. It's more awesome money for you. That he quit because that's more money for me. <laughs> but since I, time. since I left, you know? it's been just the three of you. Like, 
Well, it's been on and off because like I set the bar pretty high. It's been the same three people, <laughs> and then here's a new guy for a week. Here's a new guy for two weeks. Here's a new guy that never even showed up. <laughs> that was bad. And then here's a new guy that sticks around for a month and a half, and then his girlfriend said he can't show up anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I deal uh, with. In my company, I deal with Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, and they're all shutting down, shutting down, but to a degree. One of my clients is Google, and they're doing the automatic driving semi-trucks, and it's physically something they have to touch. They can't telecommute. Sure. So I'm there three days a week. So luckily... Through my company, because we supply all their sacks and things, I'm never going to have to worry about losing it. <laughs> I might go down to three days a week. But one of the law firms that I, I, one of my clients, like, they're ordering their groceries through us, which is very strange. So, like, somebody's like, I like Fritos. They're like, well, we'll order two cases of 64. There you go. Guaranteed to get your Fritos. Like, Here's the thing, too. Like, I'm uh, on um, disability right now. I had a, an unfortunate MS flare-up. Mm. But my day job, you know, I'm a massage therapist. Oh, yeah. I help people for a living. So I was about to go back to work. I just spoke to my office manager. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Is like now I'm like... Uh, do I want to do that? Right. Because <laughs> we are a medical facility. Yeah. Uh, we, and they're open. They're still working. I don't know what's happening, though. I don't know for how long. That's right. true. Because, I mean, we don't know how long. My co- I was talking to one of my cousins over in uh, England, and she's like, schools are open. That's People crazy. Going to school. I mean, they're, they're, you know, Ireland just... <laughs> it just got way worse there, too. That's my my cousin that lives in Dublin, f- straight up, was like, they closed everything. Every bar, every social club. They're doing that here now. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, you closing bars in Ireland, that's going to be revolting. Gonna, they're going to get fucking, some... Yeah, they're going to be real. They're going to be flipping cars and burning shit in the street. <laughs> yes. and wearing, wearing people's skin as masks. And all yeah. That. I went a little far, didn't I? Wearing kills. But, <laughs> wearing kills. Some people... It's a dream you had. It's a dream I had. But yeah, it's pretty wild out there right now. So yeah, people just need to chill. It's a crazy world. Just relax. I mean, stay at home. Stay. Yeah, freaking don't go out. Somebody posted a thing from the Temple Bar District in Ireland. They were body to body dancing and bouncing. And like, they're like, what the? It's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> the rest of the world is shut down, yeah. and you guys are partying. Well, it's Ireland. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're gonna drink. Well, it's the apocalypse, man. We're going out in style. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's insane. But Detroit, so like, luckily, most people don't go out too much during the week anyway in Detroit. But you know, it's it's so cold. Yeah, it's cold right now. Yeah. But it's not bad. People I was quarantining before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quarantining before it's cool. It is really good concept, kind of like you know. But it gives more people time to like focus on themselves. Maybe catch you know, bunches. catch a bunch of maybe work out. You know, like yeah, it's like a creative time more. too. Mm-hmm. Kelly's been yeah. working hard on the next volume. Nora, I've she been working has. on a novel. I'm working on looking forward to her working on that now, looking on that stuff, so I can retire and just do podcasting. Oh, you know? we'll make you proud. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Billy Bob Thornton doing something with you guys? Yes. So Billy Bob Thornton is voicing the. Um, you can talk louder. It's okay. Uh, cartoon <laughs> for um, Franklin and Ghost. Yeah. Uh, a comic through Source Point Press, which is written by uh, my buddy Gary Gunn. I love his name. Gary Gunn. That's a sweet last name. I always thought it was a pen name. That's his actual name. Like, that was a badass name. <laughs> sounds like a Dragon Ball Z. It sounds like a wrestler. What is it? Uh, we call him Gert Gunn. Who's that wrestler? Oh, God. He, he always he was always go up with his fist. He has hair slicked back. Mm. He, had, he was a younger kid with him, and he was like, he, he always would like bare fisted a lot, too. Something gun. Arr, it's going to bug the piss out of me. <clears throat> Somebody tweet in and tell me what the hell it is. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> But we're going to have a lot more listeners because there's a lot of people sitting at home 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, stay I've home never, and listen to podcasts. We totally The SoundCloud, that. my SoundCloud app, I have the pulsing. It shows me how many people download, and there's been a huge uptake in the past couple of days. Oh, people are like, oh, I don't listen to this believe shit. That. It's garbage, but I'm going to listen to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you say in high fidelity? I just need something I can ignore. <laughs> yeah, right. Basically. I want some noise, like old people. I just turn the TV on in the background all the time, so it sounds like somebody's there. Yeah. <laughs> They're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh Leave the radio gosh. on. Mm-hmm. Or the ambience. Or the ambience, yeah. yeah. This is Jeopardy. And they're sleeping three rooms Careful away. Careful, Kai. Shit. <laughs> what are you doing right now? <laughs> My wife, Kelly's here again. We're recording at home. Hi. Hanging out. So every now and then you'll hear the tinky, 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 tink. And that's just, you know, the cocaine being tapped out <laughs> under the table. She just looks at me all <laughs> Cutting that ivory into skinny pieces. <laughs> Cutting that ivory into skinny pieces. She knows all sorts of fancy words. I don't talk like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> from a, a song by The Weeknd. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's when you take a blade and you... Like... I know what that... I get the gist of it. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I was born in 1977. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't... No, He's like, I know what Coke is. I know what I Coke know, is. It's Starboy. That's the name of the song. Oh, Daft Punk. That's a good song. That's a good, it is a good if song. If it's not between like 1978 and like 1992, I probably have not heard it. <laughs> like, I don't listen. <laughs> You're I not listen. missing anything. I know, I know, I know. I that is a good song. Well, it drives Kelly nuts because she's like, this song's good. I'm it like, who, like f- who is this? She's like, it's fucking Pearl Jam. What the fuck? You know, I'm it's like, a, who is Jam. this? You know, it's the horrifying. Song from like 92. I'm like, is it Cameo? <laughs> the word up? No? Ugh. Word up. That's a great song. <laughs> 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 we noticed the other day Kelly and I were talking um, she realized that Biz Marquis was at the end of one of the songs uh, oh from Intergalactic, Intergalactic Planetary yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys and yeah. I, I always love that guy at the end and you know I love Biz Marquis we've been huge like Yo Gabba Gabba fans oh, yeah. seeing Biz Marquis oh, yeah. like in person and I never realized it till the other day I was sitting there <laughs> listening to it and I'm like oh my god that's I think that it's my all key. I just looked yeah. up and I was like, damn well it is, man. Damn. I had no idea. Until the internet, I thought that the guy was saying, I have an erection, I have an erection. It's actually, I have a direction, I have a direction. I'm like, yeah. I'm like why is he singing about having a boner? That's, That's so weird. Weird. Like he's singing another dimension. <laughs> it's one of those things where you hear, yeah, you hear different That's how things. I sing it. Another dimension. Yeah, I was singing it too. I still, I still right. sing it, have an erection. I think that's how you should be. Awesome. Um, but you know, talking about working out, you know, like growing up, <laughs> we have yet to get to what we're going to talk about. We were uh, Casey and I were talking about like body dysphoria. You know, the other day I actually heard a really interesting podcast from uh, I almost said Zach Braff. That's really not cool. He just Zach Zach Braff. That's so inappropriate. I don't know. That's so inappropriate. <laughs> Zach, you're like Zach Braff doesn't have a freaking. What the hell? Last time um, I saw Zach Braff, he was shitting on Trump on Twitter. Uh, I haven't seen him in anything video. Or... Dax Shepard's is oh, the armchair cool. expert. I do like it. He's super and cool. he had um, Camille, Nan- uh, Camille Nangiani and uh, Rob Mc... I never seen Rob's name right. Oh, he's the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. Uh, Rob McKellen. Mm-hmm. McKellen. Yeah, whatever. But... But Camille, you know, did the body transformation. Because yeah, he's going to be an eternal. Swole, dude. Google Kumail Nanjiani. Have you seen him yet? Mm-mm. He's a real skinny little comic. I'm about to he's put my Indian, phone in. He's an Indian comic actor. Pakistan. Um, is, there... is he? No, I'm saying. Is he? <laughs> I but I know he's from that region, if anything. Yes. Right. And, um, no, he's, uh, he's in a lot of, like, 
quirky kind of comedies of the past like five years maybe but um maybe even longer yeah he's in eternals what's supposed to be like he's november gonna be hum- he's humongous but um, yeah he went from like just your average build dude to like completely jacked. ripped and like oh like completely he was a skinny little like, comedian oh yeah, yeah yeah i know that guy and he's humongous he never used to look like that Good Lord. and he was talking about it like the tram because he's going to be in a marvel movie and he's, he's like and chris evans you know messaged him like hey look i know how hard it is to get that kind of body yeah, and maintain it like that good on you because that's hard as shit because some guys aren't genetically predisposition to have it yeah the guy that played thor chris hemsworth Definitely predisposition. His whole his family, family, his family, his dad. His huge. dad has huge arms. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like that's just how they are. Like and the thing is, with six packs, especially like uh, my friend used to do uh, physique competitions, and she goes, "People don't realize to keep a six pack, that's diet. Huge, huge you know, diet. You, yeah, that's it's just not just counting calories, up, right? That's." It's all everything. just like you know because the week of a competition they would go down to 500 calories a day that's, that's crazy nuts. just to maintain those cuts and you can take like uh certain things that make you pee out all the water real quick so like right. if you're going to be yep. on camera you look a little more ripped you know mm-hmm. and uh you know we grew up he, he had a good point in that podcast and it's one of the reasons i decided to talk about it. it's like you know like even when he was looking his best he still thought he was not attractive mm-hmm. you know it doesn't didn't help that his, he was laying in bed and his wife for no reason looked at him one day completely just they weren't even talking about it they were laying in bed reading and she turned to him and went you know i'm not okay with this because it doesn't look good <laughs> and he's like he's like she could have just just literally popped my balloon a little softer but no she had to go right forward the jugular and just tell me that she thought i was ugly he's like i was feeling so good about myself Aww. look at me i'm jacked i'm huge this feels great. And then my wife's like, you're ugly. It's like, ah, oh, oh, it hurts. And she didn't mean it like that, but she's just like, that's not what I find attractive. But, you know, in his mind, we grew up, you know, he's a child of the 70s, I'm a child of the 70s. We grew up, and, and you guys too, to a certain degree, you grew up looking at like like fashion models and wrestlers, you know, like the ultimate what warrior. What is the perfect body. Schwarzenegger. Pumping iron, yeah. Pumping yeah. iron. I mean, and, and we see Lou Ferrigno every year. Yeah. You know, we have breakfast next to Lou Frigo every fucking year. You know, it was like the, the high fantasy body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like Schwarzenegger, I grew up idolizing guys. And not necessarily like Rocky Stallone or Rocky. I always thought he was like, oh, he's a little guy, whatever. And it was like that that, that bodybuilder physique. You know, you look at those guys, Sergio, Olivia, Schwarzenegger, you know, those guys. And you see them in TV movies, you're like, damn, that's the ideal male physique. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to look like. You know, and like if I don't look like that... You know, I need to look at least closer, but you're not going to get close to that. No. Not without taking steroids. I mean, there's only so much yeah, you can Stallone, physically do. Stallone has openly admitted several times on, on camera, he doesn't give a shit. He wants to look that ripped mm-hmm. all the time. So he'll take the steroids. He's not a professional athlete. No, He's no. a professional actor. Mm-hmm. And he knows what body he wants to look like on camera. <laughs> I mean, good on him, I hey, guess. Man, you want to get big, get big. Yeah. Do your I mean, thing. There's plenty, there's plenty <laughs> of stories, you know, uh, allegedly, I have to say that so we don't get sued, um, allegedly that uh, McMahon, you know, that uh, uh, the WWF, you know, they, they would the doctors would come in and they go, okay, what do you need this week? What do you, what do you have left? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the wrestlers would be like, well, I need this, this, and this, you know. Okay, well, I'm going to give you this, this, this. Come back, come to my office later and pick it up. And they would just get steroids. And it would be humongous. And they, they never had to worry about it. Did you it. see the movie The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke? No. Yeah, it was a similar scenario. While well, he was, you know, older. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he's in the locker room and he's trying to get back into it and he's the same way he was you know talking to McMahon he was talking to uh, this other wrestler and he's like I got you man and he was mm-hmm. like a drug dealer and he almost had a heart attack in the ring and it's just like as I said the desire is because it's not just to be physically strong because they were physically strong wrestlers and it's some of them it's keeping up an appearance you know, as much sure. as it is being actually that strong yeah, even brand. yeah exactly exactly the branding with Schwarzenegger had to look that good and I read uh there was a cigar aficionado actually a couple of years back they did an interview with him and uh, I'm not a douche for reading that by the way don't judge me <laughs> <laughs> what were you reading? cigar aficionado it's oh, a no, good no. magazine <laughs> Y'all don't judge me but um, he was like when I look in the mirror nowadays I just want to throw up because yeah. I'm in my mind I still want to look the way I was but even at my peak he says I never saw perfection mm-hmm. I always saw Something was lacking, which is why I was always in the gym seven days a week, just mm-hmm. busting and busting and busting it. I find a million things wrong with myself, you know. And it's and by starting out with that mentality, he just kind of damaged himself for life because he was always thinking that way, you know. I mean, it doesn't go away, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I was a personal trainer for 15 years, I ran a gym, you know, I was always working, I was in really good shape, but I was like, you know, I was always convinced I was not good enough and that you know, partially was from being bullied as a kid by kids that were bigger mm-hmm. and I was always like in my head I'm always even though I was always big I was six foot two you know in, in high school in a freshman year in high school six foot two 220 pounds I was big but I was like you know I wasn't in shape big I was just a big gumpy kid right you know and even when I started working out when I went down to like 180 pounds I was ripped and I felt good you know but I was never I never thought I looked good I've never thought that because I had in my head Schwarzenegger's how what I should look like, you know. No matter even you know even to the state, I'm 43. I'm married with kids. I'm in pretty good shape for my age. I don't look 43. I've, I know people my age that look like they're 50, yeah. or 60 because they yeah. drink hard and smoke a lot. But like you know, like you know, and we've we've, we've worked with them. I can have yes. worked with them where yes. we're like, Ooh. but yes. you know, like you know, it's that it, it, you would think that, that that type of mentality would be good for you because it'll always make you want to be in shape. Always make you want to be better, but it's damaging as There's fuck. There's two sides to it, absolutely. Yes, you know. Having lost 115 pounds, like after I lost all that weight, then it became something else. Mm-hmm. I had a gap in my front teeth, very small. People barely even noticed it, but I had to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I got it fixed, I thought my jaw was too wide. It will always be yeah. something you get on a roll, of just like perfectionism. And about your gap in your teeth? Yeah. yeah. I'm still mad at you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the cutest thing. I know, Travis did too. Travis was so mad. He said, that was the cutest thing about you. But it's like, <clears throat> even, like, I will never be my BMI, uh, mainly because, like, you know, top of my abs, two-pack, obliques on fleet. Mm-hmm. I'm working out all the time, but I have this small apron of loose skin that will always be a constant reminder of where I was Mm -hmm. so I've got this thing where now for me my ideal weight like right now I'm probably 157 but because I'm not 154 right now I feel like a pig yeah I know yeah well like me I mean ever since I started when I took that job when I was driving on the road I was working out a lot and I was eating like steak three times a week you know stuff like that but i was still sitting in that truck and driving six seven hours you're snacking the whole time right and you don't even mean to 
Yeah. You can bring the healthiest shit you want. You're going to be snacking. Doesn't so matter. I always felt yeah. like I had a huge gut. I always felt like I was fat. You know, and even when I, you know, lost weight either because of stress or whatever, or maybe I got that good that good kind of flu where you lose weight. You're like, damn, I look good. Oh, I know. My face feels skinny. You know, weight loss plan. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I'll take it. All the popsicles. All the popsicles. All the popsicles. <laughs> That's great. You know, but like, yeah, even with that, you know, you still feel like, ugh, you know. Yeah. And it's bad. I mean, Mike grew up around rap stars and famous yeah. people that were, they were like, they had personal trainers. They'd sit there all week and work out. Didn't matter. Yeah. Didn't matter. Yeah. Didn't matter, you know, what was going on in my life. I, I was surrounded in beautiful people. <laughs> beautiful. Me, on the other hand. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine, Toad. <laughs> and it never rubbed off, God damn it. <laughs> no, Your dad used to have that look. He used to have that, the, the perfect mustache and goatee. He just... He just dyed his beard for the first time in a long time. <laughs> really? And he looks like a new man. But he showed me this picture of him the day before my mom passed. Uh, and it is fucking crazy looking at him 11 years ago. Yeah. And where he's at now. Mm-hmm. He looked like he could have been like maybe like a uh, amateur to almost pro boxer really? back then. Holy it was shit. fucking crazy, dude. Like, he was all jacked up on the shoulders and, mm-hmm. and you know, he, he, and he had the look, too. Well, like, yeah. he was bald-headed. He had a sick-ass goatee that was only, like, Viking. like right here off the, you know, he looked perfect. <laughs> well, he was on TV and in I'm, front of, like, all these movie stars for yeah, that show, and too. it was, it was yeah. just after that time period. Um, so, like, he looked, he looked the best he had looked in his life, honestly, at that point. And he just showed it to me. Because he just dyed his beard for the first mm. time, and he was like, "Dude, he's like, I feel like a new man." I'm like, "I don't even recognize you." <laughs> he was like, "He was like, yeah, dude." He was like, "But look at this picture." I'm like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "Damn, you look good back then." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, well, thanks." <laughs> he's grabbing his belly. Yeah. His belly. Yeah. But I mean, people get older. That is what it is. We trying to say, man. That does happen. Okay. I mean, you me, Kelly. You are like 29. You're not even 29. Not even. How old are you now? I'm barely even 25. You oh, bastard. You're a baby. This is why I, I love having. Baby. That's why I like having Mike as my podcast. This summer, I'll be 25. Like, he's, he's, he's a good friend to have, not only that, but he's also. Perspective. He, his perspective is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, the only person I've had contribute to the podcast younger than him has been Bella Ramsey. And she doesn't count because she's like 14. So right. <laughs> that's like that's like having my what kid. What are you going to out of this old fart? <laughs> Shut your mouth. I worked with this old fart. I, yeah, I, I practically lived with this old fart. For she like did. a year and a half, two years. He lived with Michael and slept with Michael more than he slept with me and was at home. That's yeah. true. Because we were gone Monday through Friday. Yeah, we were cuddling. We <laughs> were <laughs> all the time. We were like, we're going to make Kelly jealous. Yeah. I'm going to cuddle with him. <laughs> I, get it, I get the Steve. That's awesome. Big spoon. Big spoon. That's me. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. That's so creepy. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. Those aren't pillows. That was a weird part about that job, wasn't it? When you start a new guy, and if it's just you and the new guy in days, it means at night you go back to the hotel room, and yeah, you have separate beds, yeah. but it's one hotel room. So you're sleeping with somebody you don't know, so you're kind of like one eye open, like, is he going to shank me in my sleep? Welcome to Source Point. Yeah, right, yeah. It's Source Point Press. There were, there were a couple people like that. There yeah. was a couple people. I was concerned. I know. Like, freaking Pete. I he, thought Pete was going to actually kill me in my sleep. That dude was weird. He was weirdo. He was weird. He used to talk to himself a lot. I, I almost sent him home one day because that was his boss. And we were working and he, I, I, I kept hearing like a high-pitched laughing noise. <laughs> like and I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. <laughs> and it was him. It was just coming from his cell phone. He would recorded himself laughing because he wanted to practice his laugh. This is like. And then he played it back Joaquin to himself. Phoenix. Like. Because he's walking around. Isn't that a great laugh? I'm like, what the hell is it? He goes, it's me. I, just, I can record my own laugh, so I recorded it. 
over and over again. I've been listening to it over and over so I can what work on it. What the hell? And then I, then I look down and he's wearing women's shoes. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing right now? That's so funny. Oh, it's so awkward. Casey, by the way, we call her Uncle Rico. I am Uncle Rico. Oh, Uncle Rico? Yeah. Yep. Can I you throw a steak ru- over the mountains? Yes. yes. I will ruin all your lives and eat all your cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lived here for two weeks, so that's what I was doing. You ruin don't lives. ruin lives. We got mad when you left. She ate all the steaks. I did. All the steaks, all the, the cheese its We got so mad when she left. We were like, who should come back? We oh, like it when you hang out with us. I, I wish you just leave even shut we're, up. Because we're married. You know, my love, shut up. We're married with kids, and we get, like the only time we have, like, we do stuff is when people come to us. <laughs> Making videos of myself throwing footballs. <laughs> Hit the camera, time. fuck it up. <laughs> Speaking so of Arnold Classic, did you see my portrait of Steve in the background? I will put this on the yes. uh, Twitter feed. It's pretty funny. It's, it's a, pretty awesome. Uh, what does it say? It says, hey, I'm Steve, don't mind my muscles. Hey, I'm it's Steve, a, don't mind my muscles. It's a picture of... muscly, he's smiling. <laughs> and I painted that portrait when I was down here with Kelly, and then I posted on Facebook and a bunch of Steves. We're like, I say that whenever I walk in. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's funny. I didn't even claim it. I just let it go. That's funny. There's a lot of guys out there that are just like want your attention so bad. It's so funny. Anytime Casey posts stuff, it's always one or two that are like, you're the best ever. I'm like, you just yeah. get off her dick. You're like, and I'm like, who are you? Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> Casey, if you guys have not noticed, looks like a '50s pinup girl. You know, if you go, not she's right beautiful. She's beautiful. No, she's beautiful. Not right she, now. She looks she like somebody who's wearing an awesome Mothra hoodie. We always know. like to say, oh, "It's Casey doing the ba ba boom thing," and she's like, "Ba ba boom," you know, like, you know. So it's creepy. Back when I was jacked. No, <laughs> you're jacked. Whatever. <laughs> you just a mean horseshoe tries. Like, right. Blah, Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm getting them back. I, I started lifting again. I'm so. I've been working out more, trying, trying to anyway, having protein shakes and stuff a little more often. My do job, you mix I your snack. protein with some yogurt and a tiny bit of peanut butter? I do peanut butter, uh, bananas, one. pea protein, okay. and chipped ice in blender, and soy milk. And soy milk and almond milk, I rotate back and forth. But almond milk, I like that. Because I can't have dairy. Oh, that's right. Otherwise, I'd be straight up milk. Well, I like dairy. It just doesn't like me. Yeah, yeah. Like Michael, Mike knows how that is. <laughs> Driving in the truck. I'm... I'm glad. <laughs> Poor Mike. I, used to <laughs> I remember getting terrorized. <laughs> he'd be driving. He'd be like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. I'm like, I had dairy last night. He's like, God, like D-Day. Damn you. Dude, there's something about milkshakes. Like, mm. I think everybody is mildly lactose to certain things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I can eat cheese and be fine, but milkshakes, like, I better be spending the night alone. Well, it's just not something we naturally <laughs> are supposed to eat. I mean, when it's I was... When I went from a nutritionist certification, I got really into Schwarzenegger, right? And I, I read his bodybuilding encyclopedia. I read his all, all the stuff about him. One of the things that was really interesting, I read an interview and actually listened to it on YouTube, too, because it was, like, an old clip. And they're like, how many gallons of milk do you drink a day? He's like, I don't drink milk. I drink beer. Milk is for babies. You know, and I was like, huh. Drink beer from my mom's tits. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, he, funny thing with him, when he, I mean, he's always been jacked. And this is one of those things, I didn't believe he did steroids probably until he was in his, you know, you look at him at 16, and he's bigger than I ever. He's built like a brick shit house. And you read his autobiography, and you, you know, like one of the things he did for four years was like during the, the training season be, between the competitions, he and his buddy and their girlfriends would just go up into the Alps and they would be lifting weights all day, eating meat, drinking beer, having sex, and that was it. That's all they fucking did. That's crazy. So, like, yeah, I mean, if that's awesome. your life, you're just eating good, you're eating good, 
you're drinking beer and you're working out, like, yeah, your body's going to respond. If you have that genetic predisposition to get big, that's going to fucking goose your ass. Because, right. I mean, you know, you're, and you're around people that encourage you, yeah, lift weights, get bigger, get bigger, come on, come on, come on. That helps a lot. And it's an attitude. Oh, yeah, the attitude, yeah. If you, you mean, the whole thing, you know, picturing how you want to look. And just forcing, trying to making your, you know, mentally, like, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to be, I'm going to be right. good. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. But the body. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's the, kind of funny because, like, there's people that have, you know, eating disorders and they mm-hmm. think they're, like, not perfect or yep. whatever. And a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people like that. And that's a different kind of, uh, it's not a motivation. Exactly. Like, somebody exactly. that wants to be jacked, they turn it into a motivation. It's like, I'm not perfect. And I want to change it. Like, people that have eating disorders, a lot of the time, it feels like it's a, I wish this was different, but yeah. I'm fat, or I'm I'm not this, or whatever, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do this instead. And it's not really a, it doesn't really seem like it's often turned into a, a motivation for them. It's often a depressing, sad state of life for them. Yeah, it's self-loathing. Yeah, but... You know, somebody that's ultra ripped, they don't see it as something that might turn into a depression later, and they just go overboard with it sometimes, and a lot of the time it can lead to some bad stuff. Or sometimes when you're trying to have too much fun, and then the ED kicks in for a week, and you're like, pickles and Tic Tacs, man. Yeah, well, I mean, Bella, Bella Ramsey has anxiety (laughs) nervosa, and she's a vegan. On top of it. So oh, Bella already, and she's open about it, which is why I don't mind talking about it. Like, and she tries really hard. You know, you can tell, I mean, she's got a good support system around her, but, you know, she's a kid. She's around movie stars all the time. You know, so you've seen her pick certain roles that don't involve her necessarily wearing tight clothes. She's wearing loose stuff. She's wearing, she's overdressing, sure. Game of Thrones, stuff like that. She's overdressed, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a struggle, you know, that mental... She's a young, self-conscious girl. She's 15. Like, hormone, yeah, yeah. That prime age for feeling mm-hmm. so self-conscious about yourself. You know, she's really open about it. In. Yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't open. You'll see people that all of a sudden, they, you know, they hit the, their teen years, these kids, and all of a sudden they drastic change in weight. And usually not healthy. Like, they're not working out. You know, but they're also, they're not socializing as much either, and they're just getting super skinny. It's like, well, you're just not eating. Or you're eating, and then you're going, you're, you're up-chucking it so you don't have to get fat. You know, so it's taking not like... Taking laxatives. Mm, taking laxatives, oh, yeah. Right. You know, why you poop so much? Shut up, I'm pretty. You know, like... <laughs> I got the summer flu again. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it happens. But you know, the, a lot of things, you know, with the advent of the superhero movie, I mean, that was... When I was a kid, they had those. They had the Incredible Hulk TV show. You know, but that wasn't quite the same thing as it is now. Where you've got it was like it was like a niche thing. I mean, you can turn Star Trek. Captain Kirk isn't ripped. You know, yeah. Shatner's got a little belly to him. He looks good, but he's really not ripped. You know, the all average builds going on. I mean, you know, Flash Gordon serials, all that stuff back in the day. You know, not really in shape, physically okay. The old Superman, Adam West. Well, look at that episode you know? of Star Trek with a. Uh, with Spock and um, Captain Kirk were enslaved and they had their shirts off and of yep. course they're glistening. Yeah, glistening. Glisten, glisten <laughs> they're beefy, down. but they're not ripped. Right. Like, that's 1960s mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, well, like, well, look at Adam West. Adam West tried really hard to, to stay in shape for Batman, but his physique was, he's in, was, he wasn't an ectomorph. He'd be an endomorph, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, cause, yeah he'd, be, he'd be an ectomorph because he was like super skinny. He was trying to put on weight, be a little belly to him. And they didn't have the, the products that we oh, have. Oh, no. He was eating to, tons of eggs and Yeah, and, and there was steaks. a lot of misinformation. Yep. And, like, he's built, like, a 20th century strongman. Yes. You know, just meaty. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's, it's funny, but then you get into, like, the modern age. And, yeah, you get, like, like the Batman movies and shit, you know, Timber and stuff. But they weren't ripped. 
they was all suit. The suit itself yes, had yes. the muscle yeah. definition. Now, though, you're getting for the past what? Bale kind of changed that for yeah. Batman for a while, though, because he definitely got ripped enough to he where did. when he's out of that suit, he could have a shirt off getting stitched up for five seconds and look beefy as yeah. fuck. Like, he actually had a few scenes in all three movies where it was like, dude, he he put some dedication into it. Even in the third one where he's like a, a smelly hobo in Wayne Manor for the first <laughs> he half. Like, collecting pee by the second jar. half, he's yeah. fucking swollen, fucking... Cut. Yeah, cut. for real. And when Man. did the first... When did Iron Man come out? Even Iron Man 08? wasn't. And then 09? He, even that, you didn't see it. It wasn't until Captain America and Thor, Thor yeah. really saw that, okay... That's not CGI. Yeah. Even he uh, really is that big. Even Ed Norton's Hulk movie, he wasn't a rip dude. He was just this uh, scrawny yep. little. Yeah. He was fast. Good. Oh, yeah. Give him that good cardio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but right. like, but he wasn't ripped or anything. It was the Hulk that was all the muscle, yeah. as it usually should well, be. It should be, yeah. Um, but then you get the advent of the modern superhero movie, and you've got, you know, on the men's side, you've got all these big beefy dudes that look like the physical perfection because they've been right. working out for six months for the role. They have strict diets. You know, they don't work. Like work, work. So they're not going to work forty hours a week and then trying to work out afterwards. Right. Gal Gadot was in the military, but she, you know, had again had a trainer looked really good. But she was she was already already kind of skinny, but she yeah, put she on was muscle. Always pretty thin. You know, you've got a lot of the women superheroes. It's like, you know, you get these girls and boys are looking at these people going, "That's what I want to look like. I want to look like Captain America." And that becomes the ideal. Yes, right. Exactly. Just like with us, with you know, with when, when I was a kid, you know, like Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan <laughs> and stuff. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, right. And he was ripped, but also <laughs> bigger, huge. Bigger. Because he wasn't like, I mean, they had guys like Earthquake. Mm-hmm. They were just, they were fat strong. Typhoon, you know, right. and like these wrestlers, you know. You got wrestlers big like, show. Big show. Oh my just gosh. a big dude. Just a big dude. Yeah, Mick Foley, who's like just average. He now, really was. You know, a little yeah. belly on him, but he was strong as crap. And he could beat the, he had like no pain. Because right. he could feel no pain. So he, he would just not, throw himself at you. Right. You know, guys, he kind of did. Even, well, yeah, and even guys like The Undertaker, though, they weren't necessarily ripped. And I did a podcast big. with Rhino. You did, the yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, Where's he from? Battle Creek? I think so. I'm pretty sure. We were in Monroe at the time, and he's a. Like, people look so much different on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a ripped dude. Like, he's built like a rhino, man. He is just all stock. Yeah. You know? Like Travis. He's I relatively <laughs> short, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is, and I thought on camera he looks taller. And yeah. then when I met Zach Ryder for the first time, mm-hmm. I thought he was a short guy. But he's, he's like, towering, he's over, towering you. over me. <laughs> Who's Zach, oh Who's Zach Ryder again? Oh, woo woo woo. I don't know modern wrestling. I, she just got so mad at me. He's a newer guy. She I just got so mad. for each woo, man. I got three of them. I don't know him. I remember like Degeneration X. That's in my era. I don't remember. Stone Cold Steve Austin was around for a long time. He wasn't a McMahon product. The fans Mm. made him. The McMahon's in like that. Mm. Did he move to? uh, Did he move to the new one? Um, AEW. No. Mm. Um, I kind of wish he'd go to Japan, but I don't know what he's doing right now. I know he's just kind of hanging because they have. He has to wait out his contract too. Oh. Yeah, and it's hard because these dudes like they wait their whole lives to get to the WWE. Rhino is is five foot ten, but he's two hundred ninety five pounds. He's from Dearborn, Michigan. That's stocky, man. Yes, yeah. he debuted in nineteen ninety five. Five hundred man. I mean, I remember seeing. And he's him. the sweetest guy ever, by the way. Most of the so most of the big sweet. guys are realistically. Yeah, Tarion, uh, Jerry's uh, Low Expectations podcast, which is hosted by him and Gary Paulette of Monroe Comic Con. Mm. 
Jerry Pullet. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I just seen a few days ago someone posted it was like it's the twenty year anniversary of the day that uh the Dudley uh the Dudley boys threw um uh Moolah. Um, oh yeah, fabulous Moolah. Yes, yeah. yes, through the table. Oh I remember she was, that. She I was like seventy three. Yeah, I remember that. Watch that was like ninety three right now. Oh. Yeah, she's a, she's Can't old. Can't bust her. She's like me dungarees. I'm just like it's just so funny to think like an old lady right. was in the ring, 73 years old. My aunt is 73, and I couldn't imagine her doing this. <laughs> and two dudes just threw her through a table off the top yeah, rope. She has to take the instruction to this mm-hmm. is how you're supposed to prep your body <laughs> right. to go through a table. Right. You right. have to know how to take the fall. You do. And those yeah, tables don't always it. break perfectly. Nope. There's times where the sides don't actually snap and like they hang on. I saw Macho Man in the middle. I saw Macho Man hit one once, and you could tell it was supposed to break, and it didn't. And he got, he got. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? Damn. Like, really? and he never swore in front of the camera. He was just like, what the? Because he didn't oh, go through it. Real? He bounced off it and slid into the crowd. Oh. He was like, Bring. like that's got to be a, a, a Hogan injury. But yeah, like I mean, those wrestler guys like going up with them. You do an Ultimate Warrior. Like, I want to be like him. Hulk Hogan's lying to you, saying just take your vitamins. Three demandments are the prayers, the training, and the vitamins. Take your vitamins and work. Eat your weedies. Eat your weedies. Take your vitamins. You'll be okay, brother. You know, and then later you found out, yeah, he was taking fucking massive amounts of steroids. And granted, he was already seven, almost seven feet tall. He was six eight, right, six he's nine. Huge. You know, I mean, even with like, even now with all his surgeries, he's still like huge. You yeah. know, but like freaking, you know, you find out like, okay, so you looked like that mainly because you took roids. Right. That's how you got yeah. so big. And you realize as you get older, like all these people that have these perfect bodies. Lies, lies, lies. Yeah, exactly. Lies. You physically. I mean, there's the, only a few <clears throat> that really don't. The percentage of people that can look like that naturally is extremely, extremely limited. And when you get to like the Ronnie Coleman era, where their arms are thicker than your thigh, you know, when they're, you know, 170 pounds, but their arms are measuring 24, 25 inches or more around, and they're ripped, you know, because they're doing, ton, you know, allegedly, Ronnie, doing, <laughs> doing yeah. like tons of roids. That's when I really lost interest. Like the Schwarzenegger era was like, era was like the peak of bodybuilding for me. When I looked at, it, I was like, those guys are huge, they're cool. And then you look at Jake Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, these guys in the '90s, and they're obscenely large. And it yeah. ceases, it ceases to be attractive to look at either. Right. You know. That's great. <laughs> oh my god, he's humongous. <laughs> he's so tall. Oh jeez, he's huge. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> she's all like drool. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you no, said I, that all I weird. Was, I was told like when we were backstage, now don't act too overzealous, you know, because we're not supposed to be back here. And like he turned a corner, I couldn't help it. I came unglued. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so fucking. I funny. was just useless after that. Useless to everyone. <laughs> so fucking funny. I get that way with my wife every time I see you. Aww. Aww. Oh. She's like you're so full of shit. She used to get that way about me. I used to get that way about Mike. He used to get that way about me. This is why she hasn't stabbed me in my sleep yet. Right. Because I say sweet, sweet things. I say sweet, sweet things. But you know. you're just like putting your hand down a, a fake window pane. Right. <laughs> I'm like right there looking at them out the window. They're like walking down the street, hands hey. being all happy. Mike. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny. Uh, my balls just crawled up into my heart cavity. It's creepy. Um, <laughs> Mike's like, that's nah, not nice. Uh, but no, it's funny because, like, I mean, you look at these people in these modern movies now, 
everybody. And when I saw that picture of, of Kamel and he in, in, during that podcast, you know, and it's you know he was he admitted he's like yeah like this is one of those things I'm always going to want to look like this now, and in my mind this is the way I should look, but I still don't think I'm I still don't think I look good. I still yeah. think there's something wrong with me. And we all, we're all like that, you know? Yeah, and I love that you're bringing this up, too, because a lot of people don't realize it goes both ways. They think it's uh, a chick thing. Oh, yeah, no, it's dudes, big time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, every man, you know, X-rated for a second, every dude is worried about his dick size. Sure. That's a and common, that's a theme, common amongst, theme amongst men. Yeah. But, and, and height. But what a lot of people don't realize is a lot, a lot of... short dude, dudes get bullied. They do. And, yeah. a lot, you know, I mean, there's a, a kid in high school, we used to call him Nermal. Um, poor yeah. Brian was a really good guy, but he got picked on so much that when you tried to be nice to him, you know, even if you weren't like, I was never the type of guy that picked on him, but he was always an asshole to you. And that right. made you, you skeptical it, about your intentions. Right? He, I mean, he was a straight up dick. So like you, by the time, you know, senior year came around, I was like, well, fuck you, Brian, you're a dickhead. You know, cause I'd be like, Hey man, what's up? You're like, screw you. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? You know? Mm-hmm. Right. See dudes, it's, it, I think it's not talked about in media because Talking about your vulnerabilities as a dude Mm-mm. in and of itself Forbidden. is emasculating. Yep. Right. And I've never been that way. Dudes I don't like I talk weakness about it amongst themselves. Right. I so talk you about won't show those weaknesses. And I've gotten to this point in my life now where it's, I don't give a shit. I don't I talk to anybody. I talked to Jason Momoa for like an hour at Con once, and I was just like, whatever the fuck, you, you know. You me hate myself. Thanks, yeah. Thanks <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> that was right after Game of Thrones. It was pre-Aquaman, so right. he was pretty, but, you know, I was right. like, you know, but I wasn't, I wasn't like, he had these women, like, satellites just orbiting around him. He's at a fire pit, and I'm like, what's up? You know. It's a natural atmosphere. Just women. Just like and, and, and I remember, like, looking at him, and I was like, like, these girls must really like that sweater. He's like, yeah, they like the sweater, man. He's, he's weird laughing. Kids and all kinds of stuff. He's like, you know, because he's wearing this like real nice cardigan. He's a hippie though. His hair. I was like, did they realize your wife would cut the crap out of all of them? He's like, oh yeah, she's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Bonet is not to be fucked. But like, you know, like That's these guys too. They're, they're cool. It's it's just a thing with dudes. Like you don't talk about stuff like that. I don't care. I'll talk about anything. Obviously, this podcast, this is the 40th episode, and Mike and I were laughing, like, we have Pete fans have been listening since, like, at least the third episode. I'm not going to say the yeah. first, because that shit uh, ain't happened. Yeah. They've gone back and listened to the first episode. And at this but point... the first? No, probably not. You'd have to sit down for eight hours a day for five days straight to listen to all of our episodes. That's a lot of And that's of humongous. And I'm a, I talk about so much dumb shit, and we go from so many <laughs> tangents. I will talk about anything, and I'm not afraid to talk about how I feel... My masculinity, that shit doesn't bother me. I just gave yeah. up on trying to impress people. <laughs> well, you you had an issue with the fact that your dad was fucking famous and popular. So anybody that tried well, to be I your a, friend. I had a reason to hate the yeah. idea of impressing people. But, yeah, like, even the other day, I was just watching. Uh, I wasn't watching it myself, but my brothers were watching it. I'm sitting there. They're watching uh, American Horror Story. How many last, times did you hit the, the last season? Be honest. I'm just sitting there. Dude. <laughs> I want to like, hit you so bad. I'm like, I, I can't stand this. <laughs> I just don't like the show like that. Um, but I'm sitting there and they're watching it, and the last season, I guess, was all 80s stuff. It was all really? based on like 80s horror, like Michael Myers stuff, Friday the 13th stuff. I might actually have to watch themes it. Themes like that. <laughs> and, it's my um, time. But they're watching it, and all the dudes in this are like, you know, they're all wearing very similar outfits, a lot of pastel colors and mm-hmm. goofy shit that I'm looking at, and I'm like, every single one of them dudes. If you were to take that as like a sample group of what the '80s man was, mm-hmm. that's depressing as fuck. That yeah, all them right. dudes wanted to be the same person with a different outfit every day. Yeah, and it's like I've never in my life sought to be 
no. dressed like someone else. I don't care. I like the shit I like. You we, can like the shit you like. I, I don't like your shit. Yeah, you can right. Keep your shit over there. Mike, I like Mike, this shit. Mike has a really awesome button-up shirt. It's what's got pineapples on it and shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I like goofy shit sometimes. Hey, hold, on, hold, on, hold on one second here. We're under. We're in the basement. Charlotte, stop it. Charlotte, stop it. My my eleven year old daughter is above us. Banging around like crazy, and the baby's asleep one room over. And I guarantee you, she wakes her up. I'm gonna be on the evening news. Ooh, <laughs> man, man shakes daughter. No, I would never do that. But it's like, oh. gives her corona too. Kids <laughs> <laughs> get corona. Look, she got corona. She's really being loud, right? It's not just me, right? She's no, being. No, it's a little more than she's getting down from her bed and changing whatever she's watching on her laptop. I think we need to get her a remote control for these. She has a television <laughs> and a remote control. And, and says, I can, she she because she likes to play video games on her laptop and she doesn't like to connect it to the TV because it's hard for her to control. That's exactly why. Um, <laughs> well, I can control the laptop with my phone. So at 10 o'clock at night, normally, and nights we're not recording, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night hits because I go to bed. And I, right I hit that button and it's off at 10. Sometimes you hear, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Or I'll pause whatever she's watching, and I'll scroll up to, to Chrome, and I'll open it up, and I'll type in, shut up. Because <laughs> yeah, the baby's trying to nap. Right. She's like, fine. She's a Dude, when I worked at the coffee house, like, we would have those people that would, like, get one coffee that was refillable, and they would stay on their laptop for an hour. <laughs> and so we'd unplug the Wi-Fi. Yep. And be like, oh, I don't know what happened. And then they would take off. <laughs> There's a guy who's student at Starbucks. He, um, Kelly knows who he is. He runs up and down Mac Avenue with a football talking to himself. Pre- you ever see him football like man. Yeah, he's, and he runs with the football like half nude. He's in his fifties. Starts around traffic and like he acts like he's making touchdowns. The real Uncle Rico. Yeah, he'll he'll put the, the real football. Uncle Rico. Yeah. The real Uncle <laughs> he'll put his he'll put he'll he'll. Did he'll, you talk about Steve? Yeah, it's one of the local like. <laughs> He used to do that, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he was kind of, like, okay. He was actually trying to run for local office. <laughs> does he, does he sell Tupperware? 50 yeah, piece right. sets? 50 pieces. He's Well, he'll run, he'll slam the football down and put his hands in the air and go, yeah, and look at the cars and, like, expect people to clap yeah, for him. Like, point at cars, like, yeah. Oh, know, my God. That's it's awesome. Cool. It's hilarious. But he used to come into Starbucks all the time when I worked there. This is, like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, and he would sit, he'd, he'd get an ice water. It was even worse. He wouldn't oh, even pay, and he'd gosh. sit there all day. And he would talk to everybody that came in. And we finally kicked him out because he started talking to the high school girls. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No, no, no. Bro. I keep getting older. They keep seeing same. Basically, you know, <laughs> I have zero tolerance for that. You know, as a dad, I was like, mm-mm. No, you gotta go. I'm gonna break you. You know, I, we went off on a complete tangent. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Tangent cast. Episode 40. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, like, we, um, yeah, we, we, we don't, like, I'm not afraid to talk about shit. Mike's not afraid to talk about shit. No, you I'm know, vulnerable we, as hell. I'm vulnerable as hell. I'm vulnerable. I listen to 80s. He's naked right now. He's <laughs> naked. He's completely nude. Just sitting there. What dignity. <laughs> what dignity. He looks like he's freezing. <laughs> what dignity. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Get him a blanket, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Hide your shame. Hide your shame. I am. Can't you tell? <laughs> so much shame. There's only one place I'm wearing a turtleneck right now. <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome! It's got a little hat on it. <laughs> little turtleneck. My dick looks like Mike Nesmith from the Monkees. He's got a little, little gold chain. He's got a turtleneck and chain on, you know. Oh, oh my god. god! A lot of guys are afraid to talk about that shit. And this in this day and age too. Now you're getting to this point where these these superhero movies are so prevalent, and then even on TV, you know, 
you know, it, it runs like the movie market. Ninety percent of the people are just perfect looking. Yeah. You know, it definitely runs the movie market. You these men, I mean, <clears throat> Chris Evans flat out said he's like, look, I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not doing Captain America anymore because maintaining that body was freaking hard as shit. Yeah. You know, as, as I've gotten older, it got harder and harder and it harder. Does, it's so it funny, does too. Mess with me mentally. <laughs> and even oh, yeah. since he left, he's still like, God, you know, I kind of would go back if they asked me to. But holy shit, that's going to be a problem to get back to where I was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like, Thor, Hemsworth, he don't give a shit. No, no. He's, <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was fat Thor with a ripped body underneath. He was. He didn't care. He's so fucking he's, funny. Dude, he's got his own workout thing right now where he's, he does. You know, he's running it through an app and he's like, he's like, hey, if you, you know, subscribe to my app. I'll just show you my Thor workout. This yep. is how I became Thor yep. and maintained Thor. But like, you know the thing is with guys like that, though, he's already built for that's it. That's dangerous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're a, if you're a mesomorph, and you're physically already pretty big, it's like, I'm a xenomorph. You're a xenomorph. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I mean, Casey, you know as well as I do when it comes to like working out. You know, there's different types of bodies, and some bodies respond better. Yeah, and that one <laughs> thing works for. It depends on what you're trying to do too. People just think like. Oh, I'm just gonna lift heavy and I'm gonna drop weight, or or, or this is my my, mm-hmm. my ultimate pet peeve when people say, "Oh, I'm gonna lose all the weight first and then I'm gonna start lifting." You cannot make muscle out of nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No. So you are going to look like an elephant skin rug, that's why people and there's bulk. gonna be no going back. Yep. That's that's what kept me from being an elephant <laughs> skin rug. And only having the loose skin on my stomach was burn and tone, burn and tone. And yep. in the beginning, I only did 10 minutes of cardio. Yeah. It was all high circuit training with light weights, burn yep. and tone. I mean, you look like an ectomorph is extremely skinny. They don't build muscle easy. They eat tons and tons. One of the uh, one of the guys that works at LinkedIn, really nice kid, classic ectomorph. And he's picking my brain every time I see him about, you know, working out and gaining weight and like, getting muscle. I'm like, you can only do so much. Your body is programmed to a certain degree where you're only going to be able, be able to do so much. You can push through that sometimes and force it, like shock it into growing, but it's going to take a long time. It's not overnight, you know, and it takes a certain workout. You'll have to figure out what works out best for you. You know, if you're an endomorph and you're just chubby and hit, carry a lot of, like, weight on you, you know, you're never going to look like freaking Thor. Right. You're just not. Even if right. you try to lose all that weight, your body's just not going to physically like that. As soon as you, like, eat one sandwich, it's gonna, you're going to puff up, you know. Like a blowfish. It's like, oh man, I going to have a salad right. yesterday. Freaking Italian dressing. You know, but if you're lucky <laughs> and you're like Thor and you're a mesomorph, like. I I'm pretty sure that was the one. You're saying xenomorph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're like Thor, though, and you're a xenomorph, if you're a xenomorph like Thor. No, but if you're a mesomorph, you build muscle really easy. Yeah. And, and there's mixes, there's in betweens. You know, I'm between a, a mesomorph and an endomorph because, like, I do carry extra weight on me, but when I work out, I bulk up quick. You know, I just really don't care anymore about, like, really getting big, and my knees suck. Because <laughs> I'm 250 pounds, and they don't like it when I go up and downstairs. Um, <clears throat> old age. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, but there's other guys that are, like, ectomorphs that are really skinny that, you know, are kind of semi-mesomorphs. So they can, they can when they start working out, they balloon, and they look really fucking good. You're like, you're skinny as shit. Your arms are huge. How's that physically possible? But nobody's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get these, these, when these movie stars do shit like that, they're like, you're just going to do this. This is my workout. And it's like, yeah, you're also eating extremely healthy. You're not working 40 hours a week. So you're working out. But as somebody that works 40 hours a week, that puts your body under eight hours of stress and then goes to work out, the workout's not going to be as good. 
their body's not going to have those energy reserves. And the the age two hormonal oh, is, yeah. is a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Like, shoot, just from like twenty seven to thirty two, like that's a huge difference for me. Oh yeah, you know, in terms of weight loss and workout. Oh yeah. Um, when I hit my thirties, I found I built muscle way faster. Yeah. I mean, I used to struggle when I lost all that weight. I was like, cool, and I would try to really try to gain weight and gain weight. And I used to do mass gainer shakes, fucking three thousand calories and shit. I'm chugging it, like you know, build in the winter, skinny in the spring, stay trim all summer, and repeat, repeat, repeat. And it worked for me. Some people it doesn't work for you know, but like, I hit my thirties. And all of a sudden, I could work out like twice a week, and my arms were ginormous. And I was like, "That's cool." When the fuck did that happen? And now I'm in my forties. <laughs> in my forties, I'm having trouble getting rid of the weight a little bit, but I still build really easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's great, but it's just, it's your body changes so fast. And women have that yeah. thing with like some women hit menopause super early. Mm-hmm. Some women, I know, I know um, a family member. This, um, it's not you, so don't hit me bottle of, of like turpentine to smack me in the back of the head um <laughs> who's going through menopause and she's in her late 30s yeah i was happen- just gonna say a lot of women and and they don't realize it because they don't go to the oh yeah you think it's you think it's like late a th- 30s yep. actually starts the precursors for pre-menopause yeah, and you would think it's like you know it's oh, to my mom it's when she's 50 no my mom went through it and she was in her late 30s you know probably 38 39 it was People, after her after my, so my little sister was born yeah, yeah. And it it screws with you. It screws yes. with your chemistry, how you how you handle calories and stuff like that. So you know, again, these Cravings, these people, everything. you know, these people are looking at these these movie stars and they're like, oh, I can look like that. I just have to like, I have to do Weight Watchers or I have to do this. And it's no matter how much money you pour into it, you're not gonna look like that. Right. And it's it's hard to say. Yeah. You, you I mean I want to be? You know, I mean I'm always like pushing people up. I'm always like, yeah, do it, go go go. You know, you're great. You can do anything. You gotta be realistic. You know, though. but you can't. I don't like to lie to people about shit like that because it's damaging. Because, you know, it gets to the point later when they're in lives where they're like, you should have just been honest with me because I spent 10 years trying to work out and and always feeling bad about myself because I didn't look good and I'm never going to look good. And you're like, you you do look good. You just don't look the way you want to look in your head because your head's telling you you're ugly. And that's a dysphoria thing where you're just like, you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm ugly. And people around you are like, you're beautiful. You look fine. And you just always assume that they're fucking with you. You always assume they're lying. Yes, you assume they're lying. I don't. I don't ever think when somebody looks at me and says, you know, you look handsome. I'm like, fuck you too. You know, like, you know. And that's horrible because you want to accept the compliment with grace. But in your head, you're just like, yeah, except for. Yeah, the huge list. Oh, yeah. I don't deal with that. I deal with people that are like, damn, dude, what happened? I'm such a jerk. Ah, Come on, sh- you're scaring me. Why your nips look big? <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. That's Take so off mean. that mask. Yeah, oh, that's so mean. <laughs> no, Good no, Lord, it's yeah. We've all got. It's funny because people can say, "Oh, everybody's got their own hangups," but the body dysphoria—it's pretty serious, and a lot of people have it, don't realize it. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of it has to do with propping these heroes up, these people putting them on pedestals and saying, "That's what I need to look like," because that's the ideal man or that's the ideal woman. And then you, as you get older, you realize, you know, well, hopefully you realize that it's just, it's movie star. It's fake shit. That, and you start to reevaluate, you know, and, and I think as you get older mm-hmm. and you do start sort of this journey of self-discovery, you're like, 
this is not something that I should be valuing. Like, oh, there's no. There's way more to life than... Yeah, what's important. ...looking good you, and fitting into a size 6 jean, you know? Yes, exactly. Right. I'll never fit in size 6. <laughs> I'd have to saw off my bones. Oh, my God. <laughs> my wife, on the other hand, has her, her diet of coffee. She's doing really good. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's, she's, her sick she's reflexes, coffee. I've seen that. I'm Pickles, and my friend Heather's Tic Tacs. That's yeah. odd. They live on them. It's yeah, crazy. TLC. Pickles. That's it. You know, in the South, they like, you could go to the movie theater and they'll have bagged pickles and you just get a pickle. Like, you just get a, you just get a little pickle spear. Like, yeah. <laughs> so pickles. funny. I reached. I used to love the Hardee's. We just did Hardee's a, actually had like a condiment bar. So like as a kid, we'd like run into Hardee's, grab. Go crazy for pickles. Fill the whole fucking cup with pickles. We'd run as fast as we could because awesome. they would be so pissed at us as we filled the entire large cup up and we'd just go snack on pickles all afternoon. Some big guys oh would walk up, you get back here, stop uh, eating all my pickles. You know, I was in a movie theater once and I reached into a dude's popcorn bucket and I found a pickle and I was so pissed. Uh, <laughs> that I've done that before. That's a good way to get girls tricked to touch your pee pee. I like how Steve goes ahead and explains it. It's a funny thing. You put the hole the there and nothing pee pee. pee. Well, it's a podcast. Some people you wink to nobody's gonna see that wink. And, like, I love like anything. Like if it stinks, I'll eat it. Like I love feta. I love <laughs> like apple cider vinegar. <laughs> Ooh. Like I like anything vinegary. I do I like, like vinegar a lot of the time. I like feta on pizza. I'll sit there and eat pepperoni. Mm, there's a place by us called Bomberitos, you guys, and they got a pizza called the Pompeii, and it's freaking feta cheese and tomatoes and basil and uh, it is so freaking good there's no pizza sauce smells like a foot tastes amazing it is so good <laughs> it smells like a foot <laughs> horrifying you know I get my subs with the, the vinaigrette the feta oh, the extra onions mm. pickles you know banana peppers you'd all be it. sleeping on the couch all the time you live with me right, <laughs> like, stank breath out of you like oh, oh, I got some friends that worked at Subway and I asked them I was like What's the worst thing you've ever had to make ever? And they were like, this is several people. And they both told me this. They worked at different subways. And they both agreed this was the worst thing they've ever had to make for somebody. It's usually old people that'll do it. Mm -hmm. And they'll come in and be like, all right, I want the the nine grain whole wheat. And they're like, all right, what do you want on it? Onions. Any meat? No. (gasps) Any cheese? No. They would be old because any other from veggies. Like the des- no. Bowl era where mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot to eat, and that was just that they wheat eat. bread and we onions. Before. Wheat bread and you know, onions. We a few weeks on Corona, and uh, we might be eating onions. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you brought up the Dust Bowl era and Corona at the same time because, and I'll just say this briefly. I talked to a woman at Target today in the checkout. Of course, they're all wearing gloves and shit. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "How you doing?" I go, "I'm a little weirded out, but I'm okay." And I said, you know, I can say this as a millennial, but my one of my clients, and I'll never forget this, she said, you know, our generation, has ne- they think they know what strife is. They're on Facebook every day claiming that they're clinically depressed. When they haven't even been to a doctor, they're just bummed out. They don't know how to handle grief. No, they don't. Grief. Yeah. And we have not seen a, a time like the Dust Bowl era or the Great Depression. So when that hits, I'm really scared for these people because they're not going to know how to handle it. Oh, no. And now we're watching it. The yeah. closest oh, yeah. thing was the recession, and that was a housing thing. And millennials didn't have houses in, during the recession. No, it did barely even affect us. Yeah. You know? and well, like, and even the and even the last contagions that have been problems never really came. Like the so flu, right? Yeah, yeah. the you know, swine flu, Ebola. Bird, 
Rudy Bola, you know, all that. They were pretty Trump contained. I think the last major. <laughs> this one's worldwide. Was, you know, polio, where they were quarant- quarantining, and but that was worse. The children were dying, not the old. Yeah. yeah. Was lucky in there. My cousin uh, Catherine, who lives in Ireland, said they shut down everything. It's all shut down. Everything. Yeah. The kids. I mean, are here the kids are off school till April tenth, maybe the rest of the year. Who knows? Catherine, they shut down the airports. They shut down the churches. They shut down all the. You know, like, oh, like, my, I, like I said that earlier, they shut down everything. My dad, he, Marshall, you know, my dad works for Delta, and um, you know, he hasn't been to work in weeks because of uh, the cancer stuff he's got going on. But he uh, he just got a big email from them saying. Look, we're telling everybody, um, voluntary leave is a thing. Mm-hmm. It won't be paid for now, but once everybody's gone, it will be. Uh, and they were like, "Yeah, no more outbound planes going to uh, Ireland. That's not happening. Yeah, no more outbound planes going to the UK. <laughs> and then there's like several islands that they aren't going to either. And even in Central America, there's a few islands that they just are not going to go to. Yeah, because um, they haven't been touched yet." And it's like they ha- they don't have any cases yet. And they want to keep it that so way. So they're like, yeah. don't send anybody there. Yeah, the government's they're like, fine. They closed off. So as long as we can, you know, save some people. But yeah, they canceled <laughs> a Dublin Comic Con. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Every everything is canceled. E three just canceled the biggest gaming convention in the yep. world. E three. We took a hit from that. South by Southwest, the biggest. Entertainment Emerald of City Comic Con canceled. Yeah, in the Emerald world. City, the fourth largest uh, Comic Con in the United States. Emerald mm-hmm. City, it sucks because Source Point paid to have a bunch of, a bunch of comics and stuff shipped out there. Did Motor City uh, postpone it? No, we got an yeah. email today okay. saying that they're waiting. Okay. Yeah, well, it's it's coming up. It's got to make a decision. The suburban showplace, Kelly and I were just talking about this. You know, they book their expo so tight, so to reschedule. Plus, they probably have contracts tied up in that too. Yes. And like, I do not envy the promoters at all. No, they're gonna. What what I what I what I told um, Miriam was that uh, the ideal situation would be like, yeah, you have to postpone, but then like some boat show does the same thing. So you're able to go in there and like all of a sudden you can like, okay, we can be the first con open like like for, for, for like the whole freaking season the, yeah. the only right. issue with that is like nobody's gonna have any damn money because nobody was working right <laughs> but right. if you're the, they're not gonna go to a con but on if, unemployment but money. if you're the first oh they would too i bet <laughs> you they would <laughs> you know. way less than that when they oh totally because yeah, normally we generate like seventy thousand people a year visit and then it would you know it would be drastic it'll be a lot less and but you have to choose from the last six months of weekends how many weekends yes, are there exactly right i was joking with her i'm like we go back to this dearborn civic center Right. <laughs> back. Well, gymnasium. I used to well, go. See it, we're all gonna have to go back to doing like little basement shit show. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's when I. Dirt malls. Dirt malls. Dirt malls. That's where I met uh, Jim James Dewan. I was fourteen, and at, at Motor City Comic Con was at the Dearborn Civic Center, and it was a, like literally like a school gymnasium. It's like a little like area out front, and there was like booths like ringing it, and there was nobody there. And the, they were, I mean, there were celebrities signing, but they weren't celebrity celebrities, and it was tiny, and that was Motor City Comic Con back in the day, before they yeah. got humongous, and they were getting Stan Lee and these world-famous actors and all sorts of crazy stuff, you know? So well, that, maybe through this, too, like, there's, there is some positives here, because, for one thing, it's going to reset the world economy, and number two is that you, we, in the past... Five years, the landscape has changed so much in terms of comic conventions. Mm-hmm. It's so oversaturated. Maybe some of these guys, you know, I don't want to beg anybody to go on a business. I would never no, want yeah. that. 
but for the good of everybody. Oh, yeah. You know, because Motor City Comic Con was a thing that people saved up all year round yep. for. And people are miseducated on what a Comic Con is. So they think they just went to one last week. Why yeah. the fuck should we have to pay, you know, 60 40, bucks to 40, get 50, in the door yeah, 60 bucks, yeah. here when I can go down to Tatertown, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Right. It's different because it's, it's like what, what you get from a, a con like Motor City is totally different than when you get from from, from a smaller con. A smaller mm-hmm. con might have a few people here and there, but it's not the same. Sure. Motor City, you've got huge amounts of cosplay. Awesome celebrities. The artists they draw on are amazing. You know, the the Crafters Alley is kind of cool, too. You get like really cool festival. people. It is. It's like a freaking festival. You go inside and it feels like a festival. I mean, the artists yeah. that are there... You know, I'm, I mean, I met Jose Delbo one year. He was the guy that did a lot of the Transformers comics and Wonder Woman stuff back in the 80s and, you know, 70s. You know, I met um, I met lots of people. There's all sorts of crazy people that show up. Bob Camp, who created uh, Ren and Stimpy, was like a fixture there for years. He's crazy. Yeah. You Speaking know. of high fantasy, Simon Beasley. Simon Beasley. Heavy metal. Yeah. yeah, he was there too. Simon. <laughs> Simon's showing up no, drunk. No, I, I remember you. I saw him at Boston, though. He what came over the table. I remember you sitting there singing karaoke, and Simon sitting right in front of you, drunk off his ass, going, oh, fuck off. Oh, yeah, talking This all, thick British accent. All that good shit. Yeah, and then he came up and hugged you. Because <laughs> he's really not a horrible person. He's just like, he likes to fuck with he's people. He's just sleazy. That's all. He's, I was like, oh, he fucking. Did. He did. He did on me. Oh. I think he did. On me? Tell him to back off my man. Oh, he was. He was, he was grabbing my shoulder. He's like, look at your shoulders. Look oh, at yeah, these shoulders. Right. He was like grabbing me. Yeah, Tell him to back off my man. <laughs> yeah, he kept rubbing yeah, me. I'm like, like damn, don't touch me. Shakes deep and on stage. All right, tight competition. That was that year that the that was uh, Amy Jo Johnson was there in the Pink Power Ranger girl, and she was like she was up singing a cowboy boot. She did karaoke, and then Jesus from Walking Dead was there, oh, yeah. and he pushed your pregnant belly right. aside so he could go up and sing. I'm like, you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> that he did. Well, he, that explains it. it. His hair was down to his waist too. He's, yeah. He totally shoved my pregnant wife aside so he could go sing like yeah. Queen or something. I was like, you fuck her, you know. Yeah, yeah, we were pressed against each other. We were definitely breaking the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, the cons are fun. I mean, it's it's neat to go to. The after party on Saturday is usually pretty fun. It's, I mean, you know, just, just hang out. There's some people we only see there for Kelly and me in particular. Like, that's our thing. Like, she might do New York and San Diego and stuff, but together, she that's the only con we do together. Right. You know, that we can go and, like, the kids are getting babysat. We can go get wasted and have fun, you know, just be crazy. Oh, yeah, and all our con family is there. Con family is the there. the thing about Comic-Cons is, you know, and I said so, I give a panel called Good Luck With That, and it's about direct sales at Comic-Cons. Yeah. And that you can sell a comic to these people because you've got, you know, ever since the Big Bang Theory, the best and worst thing to happen to Comic-Con, mm-hmm. you have an influx of number in the doors. Like, the numbers are up, and yep. now you have hordes of people who aren't really comic readers at all yeah so you have to figure out how to work the new landscape how to sell these people but we have to remember that the reason why people flock to comic cons in the first place and it still remains true yeah you know if we create our own realities um is for the genuine creator meeting experience and you're not going to get that anywhere else yeah it's kind of nuts it's i don't know what's going to happen with this virus thing it's it's insane but yeah, maybe it'll encourage people to kind of reconnect with themselves a little Introverts bit. Introverts unite. 
Oh yes. um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is this is the time. And procrastinators unite tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> my mom's loving. My mom's already a hermit anyway. She sits at home and reads oh, books all the time. Most of these nerds are like already on it. Already man. On it, man. Like I'm I said, I was it. in bed eating York peppermint patties. You know who? You know who did that? Believe it or not, who was a diehard Wow fan? Um, you can help me with this. The guy who was uh, Superman for that one time. He played the Brandon. Brandon was Brandon Ruth. Brandon Ruth. Escaped into World of Warcraft for a really? while. He is, oh, yeah, and he's, he's, he's never coming back, man. He, yeah, even you know, right <laughs> before he was on uh, Legends of Tomorrow and shit like that, he was like, that was my escape. I'd go and I'd just play all day. That's still my favorite South Park episode. <clears throat> you know, and the World of Warcraft one. Yeah, because I mean, that was a hit to him. You know, too. I mean, that, oh God, that episode was so good. But the <laughs> Superman movie, like, everybody was like, you do good. $447 million worldwide. That's pretty damn good for that period of time. Right. But, it was panned, and he was not asked to come back. And he thought he was going to get like a three movie deal out of it. And they were telling him, "Yes, great, 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 you did great." And then they're like, "Yeah, you're not coming back. They don't want you." And it was like, "Oh, it's a blow that's a here. blow. It's a that, big blow to your ego." Big blow. And he was like twenty five, twenty six at that point, and he was like in the shower, just crying, bawling in the shower. You know, here I am. And it's like you know, at the same point, I'm like, here I am. I'm a movie star. I made millions of dollars off this movie. I'm not worried about where I'm going to sleep, where I'm going to eat. Anything like that, but that affected me, so I escaped into World of Warcraft, you know, and I played that a little bit, you know. It's like and you be just addictive, and it is, you know. So, you know, a lot of people are just like, I was going to play my level forty ranger, get him up to forty five this weekend, you know. <laughs> right. Mike would go play Red Dead Red Dead Redemption. We did a whole episode on Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah, and a game is I've purposely not played it because I know for a fucking fact I will just disappear into this basement. I'll come out with like long nails, jars of pee, like a year Dude, from it's now. It's like a uh-huh. movie. Red Dead Redemption looks good too. One of my clients was saying, "I said, you know, it looks, you know, the graphics are great." And my client goes, "Casey, it's too realistic." I go, what do you mean? <laughs> and he said, "You know, you have to bridle the horse, get on the horse, and what happens if you lose a horse? You know how long it takes to get across town on foot." <laughs> it really does though just running across the town takes you a good minute and a half that's funny in most games you're through the town in 20 seconds right when I it's first, too realistic if you don't feed your horse it gets all frail and then it falls over and fucking dies on you and it's like ah well we're in a time period where I gotta do this sorry buddy you gotta cut your own horse open and make food out of it are you for real it's fucked up like, <laughs> yeah, but this it's is horrible for the ego how the world was, was back, back then, then. so yep. it's like you know if you lose a horse it's like well I'm not gonna let all we that can food go to waste. Leave people. Right. Yeah, no, game is <laughs> no. There's a lot of bad horse the horse the testicles, testicles in the cold. The they shrink up. So if you're yeah. playing the game, you're, you take your horse up to a, up up, a, out up of a, a valley, mountain. up a mountain. You'll see his testicles kind of shrink. As it's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So the, the game kind of just said, "All right, any real details <laughs> that we <laughs> that we need, we're gonna do it." Yep. Yeah. Gonna make those testes shrink. It's it's pretty awesome. I, and he'll poop everywhere. The horse is like right into the camera yeah. as you're walking. You're like, oh yeah, dude. they'll just shit occasionally. Oh and, here, like I just like beat Alex Kid for Sega Genesis <laughs> no recently. Sega Genesis. Yeah, I love Jason's that Jason's so like, much. what are you gonna do with your life now? Sega. Oh my god, I freaking love I love stuff like that. <laughs> but you know, I, there's still games for the Nintendo I have yet to beat. Like to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, the first one. This game's hard as fuck. I get to the Techno Drum, can't beat it. Hard Die. as fuck. That game is so hard. It's punishment. Yep. 
again, people, like kids these days, they don't, and I'm, I sound like an old bastard when I say that, but kids these <laughs> days, they don't understand how hard Nintendo games were. It's like, this is 8-bit, this bullshit. Well, and when you lose and the game's like, fuck you, you go back to the beginning, yep. you lost game over. Right. Like, yep. Now no continues. Now there are games that do that, but it's an option. It's like, um, well, even uh, Doom, you know, yeah. like the new one uh, that came out in 2016. Yeah. The, the sequel drops next week, I think. Oh, um, yeah. But mm-hmm. but the new one are going in there. Insane. Um, but the the last one in 2016, when they first did the, it was like the second reboot of Doom. But this was like the really good one. Yeah. Um, they had a a difficulty where you get one life to beat the whole game. Hardest difficulty, Damn. you get shot more than once, you're done, and you got to run the whole thing. Like, fuck. Yeah. And there's people that do it. That's crazy. And they run, you know, they run their live streams or just do it as like a little let's play on YouTube. But it's like, I played that game on like normal. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is fucking hard. And these people are playing at like four tiers of difficulty above me. And I'm like, how the fuck are you guys? Because they got no lives, dude. They're straight up playing ball. It really is. And it's muscle memory for them at this point. They're like, all right, jump at that corner. Well, the old NES games were like that, too. Even going back to the original original Mario Brothers muscle memory, you you speed run, you jump, 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 you know. And uh, Super Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo was like that in the 90s Mm -hmm. a little bit. But, you know, those old games, there's games like Silver Surfer, which were ridiculously hard you mm-hmm. get three three lives and that's it that, that's, that's it there's no continues or anything and like fucking mm-hmm. you, get hit, you get hit once and you die and these screens are covered with so much shot coming at you like shotgun this explosion there's no sometimes there's literally no way to dodge something you know the game is ridiculously and hard and it's amazing like <clears> in <throat> video games this will tell you or is a testament to how your brain was hardwired mm-hmm. then as to how it is now yeah. because it was so much easier when you were younger. I'm like, oh yeah, Alex, get a rack at this game. And like, I got, like, here comes a car. No! How come it was so much easier then? I was well, just a kid. Well, I've noticed, I can tell you, I mean, it might just be for like, you know, what, probably say 30 years of lifting weights and doing stuff. My fingers, I cannot make them hit the buttons fast anymore. Oh, I play old school. Like, no, see, I use my thumbs, just like, and my thumb will not click on that button fast enough. Right. I physically cannot make my hand respond, and it's like that when I try to play guitar. I get this beautiful guitar, put my hand on the guitar, I can strum it fine, but my freaking fingers will not bend properly around that neck to hit. I physically can't curl my fingers right. like that, and a little might be age, might just you know. See, I'm not, I'm not sure where I'm might at, just be and I how suck. I am as a <laughs> as a gamer, but I know I'm not far off of what my my prime, I guess you could say, yeah. of gaming capability is. I'm not. I'm not far off. If I'm not past it already, I remember playing like you know, <laughs> my first game was Mario, yeah. the original. Yeah. You know, then I played like the '64 Mario, and that was my shit. That's like the only game I played on a '64. Because tell, it was, it tell her when you were born, though, Michael. '95. I was born. People in, were oh not God. born in '95. <laughs> <laughs> That's the um, year I graduated I was like high school. Three weeks off of '96. I so. was ten. That's right. Like when when Bella contributed to that music episode, I'm like, this girl was born in 2003. That's ridiculous. Damn, she has taste in music, but she's got good taste in music. I'm like, what the fuck? No, my, <laughs> my nephew, like my brother's 13 years older, so. I had dinner with my nephew out in Grand Rapids, and of course, I'm asking him stock advice. <laughs> so, you know, but he was like, hey, Casey, what was it like in high school during 9 11? 
because he yeah. was just a baby at the time. Yeah, I was in kindergarten. Like, oh yeah, here's my Kennedy assassination. Well, yep. it was a Tuesday, you know. I was working. I, was See, I don't even out. have all them details. All I have is, yeah, a teacher came in, whispered something in the other teacher's ear, and then about a half hour later, my dad showed up, picked me up, we went home, ate food, he watched the news and cried, and I just kind of sat there fucking around. I, that was my 9-11 experience. It happened. I was getting ready for work. I was six years out of high school at that point, and like, I remember, like, I just got up to her. I was making toast and coffee. It was, it was my nice breakfast. Day out too. Yeah, and I was like, I was my, it's my breakfast, toast and coffee this day. You know, I sit down with my coffee, my toast, and I turn on the TV, and every channel is like, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And then I went to work, and it was like every news station's covering it. And you freaking like get to work, and I just turned. I I was working at the vitamin outlet stores at that time. It was a vitamin store, like GNC, like a nutrition store. I turned the radio to the AM dial and to the, the news radio, and I just listened to it all day. We had no customers at all. The few people that came in the store had just hadn't realized it had happened. And once they found wow. out, they left right away and went home. And it was like that that day and the day after. Well, and the panic of, oh, like, yeah. like, all right, that happened to them in their plane that they just took probably just to go on their little vacation yep. or whatever or for work or whatever they were doing. They just jumped on a plane, something we do every day mm-hmm. as a yeah. society. And now they're gone. And like now this could happen with anything. So that panic set in. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, And the the asshole who owned the uh, gas station on the corner jacked the price of the gas station up to five bucks a gallon. Mm -hmm. At that point, it was like a buck twenty a gallon. Yeah. Maybe. You know. For you know, for like mid grade. So then it stayed between there and four dollars for like the next three years. Yeah. Right. Totally. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fucked up. It's, it's weird how, you know, so you, you get those questions, you're like, huh? What? Oh, yeah, yeah I guess. 350 for gas is, is like a, a insane amount right now. Like, we're at a dollar ninety at most places. I got a Mustang. I understand. I, I can only put oh, mid-grade in. Right, I, and mid-grade right or premium, premium just, that's all I can, I I can do. I filled up half tank for 10 bucks. Cause that's that's pretty good. so cheap right now. That's awesome. You know? That's I mean, it's, it, it is, but it isn't. I put regular in the Mustang <laughs> once and it didn't go good. Our, our stock it, has it crashed. Our gas prices are going down. We should buy stocks Gas now. prices, honestly, the second this is over, I'm going to think about, like, dumping a bunch of money into, like, into airline stocks. Oh, yeah. Because they have all tanked pretty bad. And, like, you know airline's going to go up after yeah. this blows over. Yeah. You don't know how long. That but toilet paper. That too. Yeah. I mean, they're. I mean, the demand is way higher than supply but right now. Think about it. It is going to eventually, once this whole thing cycles out, it's going to lower the standards of living where it was super high, like New York, California, right? Because eighty yeah. percent of America is living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Think we're all kind of tired of that. Oh yeah. So, again, the small list. Well, of the and once again, we are the only first world country that doesn't have health care for all. It's so very true. It's uh. Yeah. It, it, something where it's literally a health emergency, and we all are like, "Well, what the fuck now?" Yeah, what do if I, you don't have insurance, what the fuck? Do now? I? It's the thing you should never have to stop and think. Do I go to the hospital because this? You know, it's like no. A lot of people are stopping and thinking. But yeah, like it's it's I don't know. Women, I think I think women have a, a weirder time than men almost to a degree. I mean, men. I mean, obviously we have we do have big guns. You know, but women like I mean the, the images they see on TV and in magazines just to look like that. It's physically impossible. And there's been a couple of models and movie stars lately they've been like, you know, no, not not models. What am I thinking? No, <laughs> no. But movie stars and TV stars are like, fuck you. No, that you airbrushed the hell out of that. 
put my body back to the way it was. Kate Winslet. Photoshop. Yeah, she did Kate Winslet. Yeah, Photoshop gets shit on these days. Yeah. But I think we're living. um, I mean, although we're still not there yet, we're finally in an era where it is acceptable to be a strong woman like you know oh, yeah. to lift yeah. totally. and power lift and chicks are doing that now and like yeah it's cool it's a great time one of the most beautiful women i've ever seen is um gina gina carano i was gina. just watching her movie haywire from yeah there. from uh the, if you've seen her in the mandalorian she plays it cara dune cara yeah. dune mm-hmm. and she was she's uh pound cake. she's built was she pound cake was that her name and, and deadpool was it pound cake no it's something else it's a, um, angel dust and she was angel. angels dust homes. That's, yeah, that's angels dust. Right, but no, she was like she's gorgeous. She was like if you if you Google her fights, she was a UFC like not UFC, but she was like was she UFC? Yeah, and actually, she beats the fuck out of people. That woman is dangerous as crap. Yeah, but she's beautiful. She turned it into a like thing beyond just the UFC though. And I've mean, got zero problem awesome. with that. You know, you be as strong as you want. I, Wait, do you like, follow Krispy Kremes on Instagram? No. I eat the hell out of some Krispy Kremes. She could probably like crush watermelons with her thighs. Oh, she's she's great though. Krispy Kremes is wonderful. Krispy Kremes, you know, I mean, I have zero issues with that. And I think I think most people don't anymore. I think we've gotten to that point where it's okay. You know, also don't like to not be perfect. We're getting to that point where it's okay not to be perfect, but we still subconsciously we see somebody on you know TV and we're like. I could look like Walker, Texas Ranger. It might be a bad. That might be a bad. <laughs> well, here's a, another taboo topic. Yeah. So there is this line. So you want to say all women, all men, you know, are, are beautiful the way you are. Yeah. yeah. But at one point, when does it become supporting perhaps an unhealthy lifestyle if somebody's exactly. overweight? So that's where the line is like it gets super taboo because you never ever body shame somebody. But then. You want to celebrate them, accepting but themselves, it, but right. That's the tough part. Is it like, is it body shaming to tell somebody, "Hey, man, you're kind of well, uh, you're I pushing did. a limit." Hey, you're short. You're not allowed this. to talk. No, I did this six <laughs> months ago. With I had been looking at it years ago, and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy, like I hadn't even noticed put on weight, you know, because it was gradual." Well, yeah, when you see and somebody, so when I saw him the next time, I was like. Buddy, I, I saw this picture of you the other day. You, you know, you were really skinny, you know. <laughs> He's like, thanks. So, <laughs> you can't say that to somebody like... He's lost a ton of weight. You know, he went on keto and he's doing... <laughs> oh, because really? of you. Well, the it's thing is, cool for some people, they have to realize if you are graceful and mature enough, they'd be like, listen, I'm concerned for you. Yeah. You know, and realize it's not an ego thing. It's like, listen, I am pro-accepting in loving yourself, but at the same time, I'm not pro diabetes. Right. Well, I you was know? more like you feel better, you know, because right. I know I've been through weight loss a sure. few times in my life. Usually, after having babies, you know, and it's rough, and you feel worse. You're slagging, you know, and sluggish, and yeah. so the way I say yeah. stuff to it's not good when I'm like. You're a fat bastard. You got big old thunder titties. You like, lose that up, weight. Is that titties? not good to say? That's not good to say. <laughs> That's, That's not bad. nice. Good idea, Ben. She just turns right. around. <laughs> Kelly just literally just turned around my back. Good friend. Man. She's like, shut up, friend. Steve. Right. <laughs> you idiot. It's, well, it's, my, my dad was the same way because my dad, you know, is a personal trainer and he's a nutritionist. And forever, like, it would hurt my feelings all the time. Mm-hmm. He would get on me about my weight. And not in a mean way. But I would take it that way because that's my father. You know, I care what yeah. he thinks. You were, but he was worried about you. Right. My family, like, 
Because you can look good on the outside, but it's not going to change if you're ugly inside. It's right. Damn, I'm like you the know. other. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's horrible. <laughs> it's like you got to, you know, also question your intentions all the time. Like you oh, said, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's like, I want to look good and I want to feel good for me. That is the most important thing. Because you're right. never going to please everyone. You're uh-uh. just not. You might as well please yourself. Like There's commit- no such thing as perfect. No, it's exactly. I mean, it's, it's you, know, you can be as... as Perfect as you think you are, and all it takes is one person, you know, especially in this modern age with trolls, and you know, have somebody going, nice gut, and like, she's all the air is going to leak out of you, and you're like, dude. anything on Twitter with your own body, <clears throat> and you'll have thousands of people supporting you, and then one person jumps on it just to talk shit. Yep, to see That's the attention. the internet. Yep. Like, and it always. And it destroys uh, all those positive things. It doesn't matter. A thousand people saying, wow, you look great, good for you, this is awesome, and then one person, like, <laughs> fatty. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, holy oh, shit, you just ruined my maybe life. I am, maybe I am fat. Oh, oh you know. Like, that's, I mean. I mean, it shouldn't be that way. It and like, shouldn't. It's kind of the point with me where I'm not like that anymore. I'm not like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that way. If somebody posts something I'm like negative, I'm like, okay, whatever. I block it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't think about it again. That's yeah. what you value too. I, yeah, exactly. I don't dwell on it, you know. Yeah. I value like money. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Cold hard cash. Oh yeah, we all have egos, you know. Yeah. Because you, know, you, you get those people out there to be like, no, it's all about love, and it doesn't matter, man. You know, it doesn't yada yada. You're so full of shit. Because those people are always also lying because they have egos. What Kanye West say? We all are just self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, very, yeah. That's that's pretty. I have no people. idea what you're saying. I barely know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything people. about. We don't have TV. We have the interwebs. It's an old song too. That's from like when I was. Old. It's a microphone, Casey. Sorry, right. you know, like a hundred years ago before we were born. <laughs> I was around for the birth of Kanye West's career. You were. I watched all yeah, of that. <laughs> I was like, I'm aware. High school in 2003. That was my graduation year. You graduated in 2003. So you graduated three years after you, Kelly. Yeah, you graduated in like '99. Freaking my Iowa standard test and stuff Honestly, when Kanye was coming out. I am the oldest person here. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, graduated. Dropout was a great album. I graduated in 1995. It's not my favorite That's album, crazy. but it's a really good album. I, I like Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the, the newest thing that I listened to when Kelly and I were dating, she introduced me to the Gorillas. <laughs> the like, newest oh. thing. The Gorillas. That's cool. Kelly listens to the best music, man. She, she has been, a pretty awesome taste. She's been listening to music from uh, The Fifth Element, and it's like, it's so good. Not just the soundtrack, but like actual like background music and weird songs that are hard to find. And they're fucking great. Like lo-fi, chill wave beat kind of stuff, like M83. I yes, love M83. M83 is great. Mm-hmm. Hold On, We're Dreaming. It's like my favorite album it, of this year. That's what, oh, dude, that song was everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Midnight City. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't I even my favorite my song on the album. I was like, like, I heard that song. I was like, wow, this is awesome. And then I listened to the album. I was like, holy shit. That's that, like, that song takes you someplace. It does. You know and there's a few on the album that do that. And it's like... That's a and sign it, of a good artist. It's it's its own know? story, too, the album. it's I'm pretty sure it's a two-parter. <laughs> I think it's a two-part album. Like, it's a double disc. It's just the shit. And, like, just the synth wave. Like, mixed, yeah. mixed yeah. with, like, a... Uh, it's almost like... I don't want to say folk, but, like, there's a there's a genre somewhere around there where it's, like... It's just odd storytelling and just little noises and ambience. and But that mixed with synth... I love synthwave stuff. I love 80s synthwave. Our theme song is by this guy called Cellar Dweller. And he lets us use it for our theme song without paying royalties, which mm-hmm. is awesome of him. 
you know, and that is like very much like Stranger Things in a weird way. They kind of like, you know, I don't know why I just did that. Like people heard it before they started hearing us talk right, right now. Like, like literally, like an hour some ago, they were probably like, just joined in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Some people were like, "Fuck, Steve's going to talk for an hour." Let's just jump about. forward a little bit. See what's yeah. going on. No, Steve's oh, still, he's talking about the song Steve, we just heard. Steve's still <laughs> talking. Damn it, Steve. Damn it. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, they, I love that '80s synthwave stuff. That's um, really good. Very atmospheric. It's kind of like. You know, uh, Tool, for example. I mean, they're not synth, but I mean, like, if you listen to an album, you can't tell when they've switched tracks because I the whole that. album is an experience, and that's what synthwave is. Do you listen to like the YouTube stations? That the are synthwave live? stuff, yeah. Mike and I used to do that when we worked together. We put that there's, on. There's synthwave, chillwave. There's also the uh, lo-fi hip hop. Yeah, um, the little girl studying at the desk. Yeah, it's always yes. the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. GIF over and over, yep. or um, beats to study too is very much beats lo-fi. To study too. Oh yeah, coffee house beats. Gunship, like Gunship has a bunch of good albums. That's a really good Gunship? band to throw on. Yeah, Gunship is a really great uh, synthwave type of shit. With that phone out right now, Gunship. <laughs> um, Josh Henderson actually from uh, Continue Show and M Class Podcast and Pretend Friends and a million other different freaking things he does because the guy doesn't sleep. Uh, introduced me to Gunship. Gunship's freaking fantastic. It's you know, it's a bit like uh, what Cellar Dweller does. Um, Kelly actually bought me two shirts. No, my brother did. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, my brother. My brother now too. Ha, for like 15 years. Scandroid. Sorry, I'm, I'm tired. Leave me alone. You leave me alone. Yeah, Clayton. So Clayton does. Uh, uh, so Clayton Cellar Dweller does uh, Scandroid, which is fantastic music. Scandroid. He also does like a dozen other things. He just moved out west. He's getting bigger and bigger, but that 80s synth wave is awesome. But I'm stuck on the 80s shit. I'm totally so it's so You're bad. So like, my brother, well, you guys are on the same age. Same age, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I like Back to the Future soundtrack is cool. I listen to the, the one song from Beverly Hills Cop at oh, least yeah. three or four times a week because when I'm working, sometimes I'll just pop my headphones in and do it. You know, would you say? <laughs> what am I? What would my beautiful, sweet, darling wife say? Well, I do have that on our moving mix at the store, though. Oh yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking the other day of a movie like I kind of want to watch. What's that? Willow. Oh Have you God. ever seen Willow, Mike? No. We need to watch. You need to watch no. that, and we can Maybe? talk about it. Oh no, let me see. We should start here. Like, we you see. Don't watch you. No. So you can uh, do a whole Warwick Davis watch along. Ugh, Ewoks movies. She's so hung up on those. With the blurgs. Yes. And the child abuse in the second movie. It's horrifying. Holy shit, yeah. it's got my man, uh, dudes in every Star Wars movie, um, the no, little dude. What? Um, Warwick, Warwick Davis. Davis. That's, that's, yeah. That's him. Yeah, yeah. Warwick Davis. Yeah. yeah. He's in all He's Willow. Well, yeah, he's in the Ewok movies because they kind of... He's Wicked. You see the story of Wicked. Yeah. Wicked W. Wark. Yeah, it's, that's him. It's your man who didn't even know... I don't know his name. <laughs> I, just, I just know his I just know he's, like, one of the coolest dudes. Yes. Like... Hey, I will not be I do that a ton sometimes. I'll be walking down the aisle and somebody will be there. And I'm like, I hate that too when I know someone. I know but I that don't. face. He's been on a couple TV shows. I have no idea who he is. 40 bucks to get a signature. Fuck you, man. There's been times where like I've seen Peter Dinklage's face and I'm like, What's what the guy? fuck is his name? Oh my God. He's like the coolest guy. Peter what Dinklage. Is I know, like, and I should know it because of stuff like that. They played that for him on like, uh, like Letterman or something. He was like, "Wow, somebody has way too much time in their hands." Like, yeah. But he, I do love Peter Dinklage when um, he was in that movie, uh, Death at a Funeral, like the British yeah, one. Yeah. It, it was the original British version. He was also well, in not the American the one. 
He wasn't an American, yeah. They, he, they had him come back for the American one. He was so freaking funny as like the gay lover, the guy who died. Yeah. Who blackmailed them or tried to blackmail them with pictures of their dad. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, and then he gets super high on drugs and like almost dies. <laughs> he, he was just in uh, the Between Two Ferns movie. What? Um, because you know, like Funny or Die had yeah. Zach Galifianakis doing Between Two Ferns for years, then they stopped and uh, they just did a movie through Netflix. And uh, really, Zach Galifianakis like runs out of money at some point in the, in the movie, he's taking a road trip going celebrity to celebrity, and uh, they're all over the U.S. right now, the people that he wants. So uh, one of one of the moments, he's like, shit, we're out of money, guys. I don't know if we got the gas to get where we need to go. Yeah. So then they're like, wait, Peter Dinklage is like a half a mile up the road at this art gallery or whatever, and his house ain't that far. So they go to meet with him, and then he's like, yeah, come back to my place. They go back to his place, and Zach Galifianakis is telling his girl that works with him, like, like start stealing shit. Oh my gosh! We're gonna we're gonna sell it all, and we're gonna we're, that's how we're gonna get home. Oh my god! And then Peter Dinklage is like, "Here's my Faberge egg, and here's here's the other one, and the other one." And he's got like a whole collection of them, and they're all worth like insane amounts of money. Yeah. And he's and he's like, "Yeah, I'm so rich. It's not even funny. Like, exactly. no one can touch my wealth." Awesome. <laughs> he's just walking around being this like extra confident dude and uh every time he turns his back they're like grabbing another egg like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome no he's uh he's a really funny and cool dude i like that he doesn't actually have any social media there's an instagram peter dinklage but it's just a fan page uh, but people are always following him like oh my god you're so cool and i'm like oh my god do you not realize that's, that's not, not him <laughs> yeah but the guy never says anything like whoever runs is never like you know it's well, really not me that's how most celebrities do it anyway they just have someone else run it Anyway, it's not a, it's not typically a them actually pulling out their no. phone and posting. No, shit. no, no, no. It's, it's pretty rare unless it's their older guys or they're younger and they have their parents yeah. do it. I know Fifty Cent posts its own shit because <laughs> he, he likes to shit on people. He likes. Does he, he really? He does. <laughs> yeah, he he actually uh he's probably the biggest troll of all time. That's hilarious. Oh, I need to follow. I know. He, he had his big old beef with Ja Rule like forever ago, and. uh He's never let it go. Even after Ja Rule got like completely obliterated, it was like his career died as a yeah. rapper. Uh, ja Rule had some kind of like I'm coming back tour. Yeah. And when he showed up to New York, Fifty Cent literally bought every single ticket to the concert uh, so that no one would show up. Oh, so, <laughs> so fucked up. Dude, fuck Ja Rule. He deserves it up for like Air Festival. Show. That is so. Oh fun. yeah, that's. <laughs> Like, that destroyed him, yeah. And what's funny is, like, he was, like, complicit in all of it. He, he didn't even come up with a lot of it, though. That's the funniest thing. It's like, watching them documentaries, he's kind of just there for the party of it. Right. And saying, this is the shit, you guys should come. And then, like, <laughs> this dude, these business white dudes mm-hmm. are just like, yeah, you guys should come. <laughs> and then they take all their money and they just there. rip these people off in the oh. Bahamas or wherever and abandon them on an island it's I know it's like up. some dude who read The Secret and just took it too far I'm like this is not how a law of attraction works it's not like you build it they were calm like that's they, awesome well and the way they did it though was like really smart for manipulating social media like it's kind of fucked up to know that America can be mani- uh, well Americans in general just our population is so controlled by social media that oh, yeah. something like that could even happen.
you get tripped and you get tricked into going on a trip to a festival that's supposed to be on Pablo mm-hmm. Escobar's former island, but now it's not on that island. But now it's in this place, and you got to spend all this money before you even go. Okay, and it, it's like. Really? That's Just so you can say you're the person that went to that island for that party. Right. For the first one. Yeah. It never happened before, and all this stuff is already not what it seems. Right. And they got all got stranded. And who was it? Kevin Hart, who was on Jimmy Fallon, and uh, he was commenting on it and mm-hmm. he said, Well, if you want to spend $4,000 to go see Blink 182, that's natural selection. In right. <laughs> Blink 182. Bye. Oh, it's so terrible. It's crazy. But yeah, so I guess. We should probably wrap it up. We're coming up on almost an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes, something like that. Shit. So the basic gist of it is Michael misses me. Casey's awesome. And Steve likes to make jokes. And Nora. No, yeah, let's talk about Nora for a second. Okay, for one minute we're going to plug Nora because Kelly's comic debut uh, next month, April, you can add Nora issue one, volume two, to your pull list next month, April. Um, so right now to get up to speed, you're going to have to order Nora volume one from sourcepointpress.com. And it is, well, actually no, tomorrow the sale ends, but, um, it's only 15 bucks. <laughs> um, and you get a decent deal on shipping and, uh, yeah, sourcepointpress.com, order that and then add Kelly in my comic. I don't know why I'm looking and talking to the microphone. You're looking like right at it like it's a, like a video <laughs> camera. It's so funny right, right now. Right, I know. Well, I'm used to talking to video cameras. <laughs> She's looking at it like and gesturing. Like, they can't anyway, see you. They cannot see you. Yes, order Nora1 at sourcepointpress.com and then add issue one of volume two to your pull list next month, April. That's good. And she's hand painting every yes, hand single. Painting. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's very Blade Runner esque. It's very noir. I never see her. Yeah, she's <laughs> always here in the basement. She disappears in the bell. She I comes. She comes up for snacks and writers, coffee. We have the easiest part. I swear, and I always say that. Um, because people don't realize how much goes into a comic, but they really don't. No, Some people they don't. will say, well, they you don't. need to write faster. I'm like, that's not it. It's not how it works. It's production, man. <clears throat> this is blood, sweat, and tears here in indie yeah. comics. Oh, yeah, big time. You know, this is cool because it's it's a different look to it. And, you know, yeah. I think when it comes up, people are just going to absolutely love it because it's a really cool... Is very cinematic. Very and, cinematic. You know, as our editor said, people, <clears throat> like, if you are used to traditional comics and that's your thing, which, you know, like, no, no judgment here, you're going to either love it or you're going to hate it. But either way, we're going to make a lot of noise. And oh, that's yeah. what we're looking to do. And you're going to burn a comic and put my kid through college or I'll cut you. You do that. <laughs> yeah, do <laughs> find it. Think of the are. children. Think of the children. <laughs> Think of these two children. <laughs> Think of this poor old broken man with gray hair. <laughs> He's trying to get the body of his dreams. Come on, people. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not even allowed to dye Protein my hair. Protein don't pay for your dad, itself. Your dad dyes his mustache. Kelly flat out told me I'm not allowed to dye my hair. Oh, she, likes, she likes that gray. Fun she like the it. hair dye <clears throat> and the anabolic steroids. Oh, my God. By adding Nora Issue 1, Volume <laughs> 2 to your full list hair next month. Roids. Throw them a bone. That's what I want for Christmas next year, honey, is hair dye and roids. Oh God! <laughs> <They're dying laughs> That's my favorite band. That's my favorite. Right. That's, That's a great a band name. Band. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's your autobiography. You know, <laughs> you know what another good band name is? The Dreadful Nine. Dreadful Nine. <laughs> like the Nazgul from Lord of the Rings. Oh, the yeah. Dreadful Nine. The great name. Dreadful Nine. I saw this news article that sounded like a great band name. It was like Hostile Vegans. 
And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, awesome. it's just Bella Ramsey with a knife looking at you like you stop <laughs> eating <that> meat. <laughs> You're just telling people your vegan violently. Right. I'm vegan. I'm vegan. <laughs> you okay. smell like beef. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I cut you. Want you. Beef? We got a beef. Yeah. <laughs> we brought beef. beef. <laughs> Hostile vegans that brought the beef. Oh, well, you can follow us. You can find us on uh, Instagram at DFAM Podcast Official. You can find us on Twitter at DFAM Podcast. You can find Kelly at bebop.art on Instagram. And you can follow Casey. Do you remember what your stuff is? Oh, yeah. Facebook.com <laughs> slash Cosmic Casey. Twitter at Cosmic Casey, both the K's. And on Instagram, KCD writes, not as in women's lib, but as in physical writing. Jesus, you do a lot of podcasts and yes, stuff, I don't do. you? I say, yeah, you, you hear that Same Maris. shit, different podcast. I struggle to remember what our Twitter handle is. Yeah, I'm like, wait, weird. what do we do again? All right, everybody, we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.